Clio's COVID-19 impact research briefing and how lawyers can leverage that right now to help their practices. Jack Newton guides us through it. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. Welcome back, Jack. How are things going in Vancouver? They're great, Lawrence. We're having a a beautiful stretch of weather here, which is making the pandemic a little bit easier to uh, to live through right now. Yeah. And uh, how's your jogging going? Are you getting your uh, mileage, I mean, kilometers in? Uh, thank you uh, for speaking in, in terms Canadians understand. Uh, I'm still getting my, my mileage in, ironically, which we do refer to it as uh, here in, in Canada, getting my daily run in. And I've also taken up road biking as a, a hobby Ooh, during awesome. the pandemic. So that's, that's been a fun addition to the exercise regime. Oh, that's awesome. Are you doing some of those uh, competition apps? Like I think Garmin's got one out there where you can compete with people on road loops uh, that live in your neighborhood. Yeah, I'm on a flavor of that called Strava. Anyone that's uh, listening that wants to to check me out there can see some of the the loops I'm doing on the the North Shore of Vancouver. But I've I found it to be a really nice way of getting out of the the house and getting a bit of fresh air. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. So anyway, Jack, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, audience, we have a special treat today because we're going to be discussing Clio's recently published and free report called the COVID-19 Impact Research Briefing. It was released on May 4th. And as I understand it, Jack, there's going to be several editions. But today, basically, we're going to dive into what you all have learned about the legal profession in an effort to give the listener, our lawyers and legal profession out there, uh, legal professionals, the knowledge they need to position themselves best and their practices and help guide their efforts because knowing is half the battle there, Jack. So uh, right. let me open up with my uh, first question here. So just for some of our uh, listeners uh, listeners out there that are not super familiar with what Clio does, you know, what, what, what is Clio? What does it do? And then can you just tell us where this information from the new report came from? Yeah, absolutely. So Clio is the world's most widely used legal practice management system. Clio is a cloud-based set of technologies that allows lawyers to move everything from intake to invoicing into a cloud-based platform, which uh, of course is is more relevant today than it's ever been. And something we've been producing for the last four years now is something we call the Legal Trends Report, where we're able to on an anonymized and aggregated basis, look at the behavior of all of our customers in terms of the the bills they're generating and the bills that are getting paid and so on, anonymize and aggregate that data and report back to the industry benchmarks that they can look to for key performance indicators such as hourly rate or collection rate or realization rate or utilization rate. And we allow our customers and other lawyers to look at this benchmark data so they can make uh, an assessment, for example, of my utilization rate is 25%. Is that best in class? Is that worst in class? Or does it benchmark uh, against my peers fairly favorably? How do I compare to peers in my practice area? How do I compare to peers in my geography? So we've got this, this enormously deep, and broad set of data representing the you know tens of thousands of, of lawyers in the U.S. law firms in the U.S. rather that uh, that use uh, use Clio, and in the context of COVID nineteen, what we realized was the same methodology that we use to produce the the legal trends report really has a special role to play in helping both law firms as well as bar associations and bar leaders navigate this crisis and that that Clio can be a source of really important data 
that tells us how the industry is doing. And Clio is effectively the operating system for the, the legal industry in the U.S. And in, in, that, in that regard, we, we also have a ton of metrics and data that we can share out on an anonymized and aggregated basis on how that operating system is performing and where there's strong areas and where there's weak areas. So the, the Clio app data is one place this data is coming from. And the, the other two sources of information we've used in the Legal Trends Report, as well as this special COVID-19 research that we've produced, is a survey of U.S. legal professionals, as well as a survey of consumers in the U.S., where we've, we've surveyed, respectively, almost 500 legal professionals and over 1,000 consumers to understand their response to the COVID-19 crisis. Yeah, and I think it was such a, when I read your report, I thought a smart approach to that was sort of roadmapping what, what's been going on the last couple of months. And so obviously, if you're out there, you're practicing law, and just like a lot of other businesses, you've noticed a significant drop off in demand. And so what I thought was so smart was how you took it in graphic form and correlated that, put it next to other events going on. So for example, coronavirus cases and deaths, Dow Jones dropping, uh, travel restrictions and things like that, and sort of lined them up. So this is what's going on and kind of gave everybody sort of a, a big picture analysis. I thought that was really smart. But uh, Jack, one of the things that came out of your report that I thought was pretty surprising, maybe it shouldn't have been, 13% of consumers agree that they expect a coronavirus-related legal issue to come up. And, uh, you know, with so many uh, U.S. workers, especially unemployed right now, I think it's 36 million as of the last count last week, rent moratorium spreading across the country, and CARES Act relief kicking in $2.8 trillion pumped in to the U.S. economy. Do you think this number is low compared to the reality? Well, I, I think what is really clear to me is that we're seeing the just the beginnings of uh, the emergence of what will probably develop into entirely new practice areas specialized around COVID-19. You know, we're, we're tracking to a world where U.S. unemployment may reach as high as 30%. We have uh, employers that are en masse acting in ways that are out of step with the the laws of their of, of their states and the ways that they're laying off and furloughing workers. Uh, so we're going to see a huge boom in employment-related legal issues. We have people that are being denied unemployment by their state government that are going to be filing claims on that front. We have workplace injuries where people are effectively being impacted by COVID-19, catching COVID-19 because they're employer is putting them in harm's way, in some cases, forcing them effectively in harm's way. So that's just a flavor of what was is going to be an explosion in COVID-19 related legal issues over the coming, coming months and coming years. So I, I think this 13% of consumers that agree that they expect a coronavirus related legal issue is a good initial sizing of what this tsunami of demand is going to look like. But I think as we proceed with this survey in the coming months, um, and, and to your earlier point that you, you alluded to, we do plan on issuing this briefing on a monthly basis going forward, uh, we're going to see this number climb up from 13% pretty substantially. Yeah, it's a big number already, but I was just curious uh, as to your thoughts on that. But, yeah, and uh, it's a big number already. You're talking about, you know, more than one in 10 consumers that's saying they've got a legal issue that they're going to likely pursue, you know, either over the course of or on the other side of this pandemic. 
Yeah, and it just uh, from what you've seen, I know there's there was a, a pretty steep initial drop off, and you and I were talking about haircuts uh, when we were doing our uh, right. sound check earlier. And so I should have had probably three haircuts between uh, the last time I've had one and today. And so my demand for haircuts is not going to increase. The second they open a salon up safely, obviously, I'm going to get one haircut, but I should have received three. But uh, in terms of some of these legal matters, do you think the uh, demand is pent up, meaning as soon as the economies open back up, as soon as the courts open back up, that which would have taken place is still going to take place? Yeah, it's a great a great point, and and to the decline in demand that we've observed, you know, we we started seeing as as early as late February uh, a pretty steep drop off in the matter creation rate, and that's now dropped to, you know, about a thirty percent drop in overall matter creation rate across our Clio data. You know, that that's a really substantial drop in what is the best leading indicator of how law firms will be performing in the future, because of course it's. It's a new matter that ends up creating uh, new bills and ends up creating new new payments and new revenue down the down the road. So, this is a certainly a, a foreboding sign for the legal industry. But but to your question, I do think that the silver lining on this is many legal issues, and this this varies, of course, by practice area. But many legal issues are going to be experiencing, or many practice areas rather, are going to be experiencing a substantial backlog of demand that is going to get caught up to. You know, there's there's going to be uh, divorces, for example, that have been deferred, but maybe more than ever are, are going to need to happen and and want to happen on the other side of this pandemic. I think where where we'll see more of uh, what's what's often described as a, a U-shaped curve where where the demand has dropped and it stays flat for a while and doesn't bounce back to recover to to previous levels quickly is is some of the places where we've seen the economy really get canceled out. If, if you're somebody who, for example, handles workplace injury claims, you know, absent of these COVID-19 related claims, people just aren't at work. If your business is built off of people fighting speeding tickets or DUIs, those aren't happening nearly as often. And in true. those cases, we will see, you know, essentially a cancellation of, of demand. And, and hopefully as the, the economy returns to normal, We'll see those those practice areas catch back up to their previous levels of activity, but they won't have a backlog of demand to help them recover some of the lost revenue they've experienced over the past few months. Okay, so we've just got a minute or two here, and I just want to get to what I think are probably the two most important questions of the interview, uh, Jack. And so uh, I want to start with client perceptions. And so obviously you all are, you got a survey that went out there and, uh, you know, you got a little bit of uh, feedback from clients in, in terms of their needs and wants. But, uh, you know, just looking at that, what is the client perception of the value of legal services right now? And then in addition to that, what are they looking from the attorneys that will help provide those needed services? So I, I think it's a super important question. One of the things we've seen uh, is some surprising data on the consumer side. One of the most surprising data points for me that came back from the consumer side is that 20% of consumers say that lawyers are, are not working, that they're, they've effectively been shut down with other swaths of the economy, despite the fact that in most states, lawyers have been ruled to be in essential service and are operating more or less on a business as usual basis with, with all the caveats that maybe they're delivering their legal services from, from home and so on. 
So to me, one of the more actionable insights from this edition of the COVID-19 briefing from, from Clio is that there's a fifth of the legal market that has basically self-selected themselves out because they believe lawyers are effectively closed for business over the course of the pandemic. So whatever marketing you're, you're doing in this climate, simple marketing effectively saying, we're open for business and if you have a legal issue, feel free to reach out to us, could do a lot to drive demand. And if you just look at that 30% of a drop in new matter creation rate, a substantial portion of that could be coming from consumers opting out of raising a legal issue because they they believe lawyers are not available to be reached out to. Yeah, I think that was pretty insightful. That kind of gets into, you know, opportunities for those that are paying attention to uh, what the clients are looking for. But uh, kind of back to that, just uh, as a follow-up, you know, uh, clients are out there working remote. They're seeing, you know, what's possible and they're having to to uh, transact their lives, you know, uh, through the digital medium. And so right. just in terms of that, when they're reaching out for an attorney, you know, how are they wanting to interface with the attorneys that help them? Well, I, I think what is really, really interesting about the the data that came through on the consumer side and, and the way they're transforming the way they expect to interact with lawyers is uh, hard data that shows us that uh, consumers are ready and willing to experiment with new technologies. They are adopting new technologies. And we're also on the flip side seeing law firms uh, say exactly the same thing. So there's an enormous opportunity, I believe, for law firms that can get ahead of the curve with technology and adopt tools like Zoom, adopt tools like electronic payments, adopt tools like Clio and, and the, the secure client portals that come along with, with tools like Clio and move to this cloud-based law firm delivery model where you're interacting with your clients digitally and you're interacting with your clients face-to-face, but face-to-face through a Zoom meeting, understand that clients are ready and willing to adopt those technologies. And in fact, they are indicating a preference for lawyers that adopt those technologies. And it's one of the easiest ways to gain a competitive edge in this COVID-19 climate. And I believe, importantly, to adopt tools and technologies that equip you for what the world will look like on the other side of this pandemic. So these are these are long-term investments that you you can make maybe in in quick response to the evolving situation with COVID-19, but they will be re- investments you don't regret on the other side of this pandemic because they'll allow you to deliver legal services in the way that the consumers not just of the future but of increasingly the case the present will want to see your legal services delivered. All right, Jack, let's close it out with just one last question. So in terms of final thoughts and low-hanging fruit ideas and areas that attorneys should be focusing on to bring in more clients, bringing in more business, uh, what do you recommend? I think the easiest thing for lawyers to look at deploying is a technology stack that allows them to effectively collaborate with their clients online and to acquire clients online. Think about how are you bringing clients online through Google, through Avo, through other portals that can help drive clients to you. You're not going to have the same type of physical environments to find leads and to find new clients. So think about how your law firm exists in a cloud-based world where your clients are cloud-based as well. Look at the 
COVID-19 crisis as a giant opportunity. I think what is so exciting is, is we've got permission to experiment in ways that we never did in the past. And this crisis, if there is a silver lining to it, I think it's the rapid adoption of technology that's going to be driving some really, really powerful and positive change uh, in how the legal industry works and how lawyers are able to deliver services to clients in a completely new way. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jack. If our listeners have questions, how can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore Newton. Uh, they can find me uh, by email at Jack at Clio.com. And I'll lastly mention that they can hear from me every day if they're interested with my new Daily Matters podcast, which they can find online if they just search for Daily Matters podcast. And I'm, I'm covering dispatches from the front lines of the COVID-19 crisis, interviewing lawyers, interviewing thought leaders, interviewing uh, bar leaders uh, to get their perspective on the evolving impacts of the COVID-19 crisis on the legal industry. Excellent. Well, thank you listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate us in your favorite podcasting app. Also, we'll cite and make available our sources for this episode. Of course, the Clio's COVID-19 impact research briefing and a CBS article by Irvina Ivanova, hopefully I pronounced your name right. She wrote an article called Nearly 3 Million U.S. Workers Filed Unemployment Claims Last Week. Thank you. Gave me a nice backstop uh, for assembling some questions here. So good read there. And uh, you can find that on LegalTalkNetwork.com. This has been Legal Talk Today. I'm Lawrence Clitty. Stay strong, everybody. (laughs) 